Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Tune in for hockey. Stay for the fun. This is the Tucson Roadrunners Insider Podcast with Adrian Denick. Soup, salad, and breadsticks. Let's go. And Jimmy Peebles. We still know how to say words, we promise. An exclusive and entertaining look at all things Roadrunners starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Tucson Roadrunners Insider Podcast with Jimmy Peebles. I'm Adrian Denny. Jimmy back at Roadrunners Game Night, where he brought you coverage of Saturday's game. I'm back at the hotel in San Jose after a 4-3 shootout win for the Roadrunners. Game that had a little bit of everything. And Jimmy, this is a regularly scheduled podcast, but this could be an emergency special edition if we wanted it to after that game. Yeah, I mean, depending on how you look at it, this is an emergency special edition one. I, th- I think even if the original plan was to record it at our usual lazy Sunday time, uh, I don't think we would have been able to wait after this one. It's it's Saturday night here, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about with that one. The Roadrunners won 4-3 to three in a shootout their first time going to overtime, their first time going to a shootout, of course, this season to uh, complete that weekend sweep and win their fourth in a row. I don't know about you, Jimmy. Maybe it's just because I was in the building, but I I feel like, and I think everybody in the traveling party, the players, the coaches, the staff, GM John Ferguson, I, I feel like we were on one of those wacky adventures where they like lock you in one of those mystery rooms and you're trying to get out of it. And you just feel like you've been through so much by the time you finally get out. And for the Roadrunners, that, that contest was... That was something else. It started with the line brawl. Guys got, you know, uh, (laughs) reset, started the game over, ultimately. Um, Well, it started the game, actually, because uh, the the brawl happened before the puck was dropped. It jumped up 2-0, season high, 16 shots. Uh, San Jose uh, went into their locker room, came back out to start the second period. And and I, I think they probably like, guys, what was that? We just started the game with a line brawl and then we don't really do anything after that except start a fight at the end of the first period they came out with some some juice in the second scored three straight roadrunners 39 seconds later tied it up uh, mike carconi involved in all three goals uh for the roadrunners we'll talk about mike jsd involved ben mccartney joining the line this weekend we'll hear from mike carconi ben mccartney and cam crotty coming up in just a few minutes here on the podcast but jimmy I feel like uh that game involved like 1974 slap shot feel like it was a triple overtime playoff game kind of had that feel uh we went like 15 minutes in the third period without a whistle um kind of felt like we were playing our third game in three nights in our third different city with um a short-handed team because we were down to 14 guys um what am i missing here uh it was it was was a roadrunner's identity win Uh, every win's different this win was uh, was especially different on uh, on a Saturday. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think first time in my career, what is this? Year number 18 for me, calling play-by-play. I think it's the first time we've ever started a game with a, a line brawl. I mean, started a game with a lot of other things. We can talk about it uh, as we get on the stretch of the podcast, but... Yeah, Jimmy, there was a there was a lot. I feel like we we really went through it. Like, what was that that movie, Pineapple Express, where they were uh, cast out in Vietnam and like remaking something, and they ended no, up Tropic a, Thunder, Tropic Thunder, um, and, and and ended up like on a on a set of a movie, except they were in an actual, you know, actual real life. Uh, that game kind of had that that feel for me but and, and then i got out of the locker room and and everybody just like just kind of relaxing for the first time in a while uh after a game that went on for a while but it was a happy group road winners uh came together found a way to win captain adam cracknell scored the lone goal in the shootout great goaltending from john gillies great great everything 
from everybody. I mean, like you could t- I, I, I thought the guys looked tired in the, late in the second period, which, which would have been completely understandable. And they, they probably were. Uh, and then we come back 39 seconds after falling behind three, two tied up. And as we'll talk about with Ben McCartney, it's a totally different game if we're down three, two going to the third, but then in that third period, John Gillies again, under, under, uh, you know, pressure like uh, that first period against Bakersfield when he saw nine shots in the first few minutes of the game. Same thing here. And just everybody, uh, everybody did their job. Each roadrunner goalie made 38 saves in the, the weekend sweep of San Jose. Ivan 38 Friday. John Gillies 38 through overtime on Saturday. Plus not allowing a, a goal in the shoot. I thought John just really, really looks good to win his what uh, sixth straight game against San Jose unbeaten in uh, eight straight, I think, against the Barracuda going back to the 18-19 season when he was a Stockton. So it was his 30th career game against San Jose. And uh, he uh, he was great between the pipes. Um, had that that equipment issue, it looked like, in the in the third period. Ivan was was ready to, to come in, but Eric Bechtol got uh, John situated. Not exactly sure what it was what it was about, but at the end of the day, I think it was a Roadrunners team that just uh, really enjoyed the fact that that they won. And I felt that uh, uh, down after the game, uh, catching up with uh, with some of the guys. Yeah, I, I think the best way to describe that game, top to bottom, but especially the first and and also the way the game ended, was just that was a fever dream. I mean, that's you, you don't get many games that have one or two of the components that we had tonight. I mean, the line brawl second straight night with the goalie making 38 saves for us. I mean, f- go ahead two nothing fall behind three, two tie it back up 39 seconds later. Then you have a scoreless period. Then you go to overtime scoreless overtime. Then you go to the shootout. You've got your captain out there. He scores the only one your goalie that already made 38 saves goes and goes a perfect three for three in the shootout. I mean, that one had a, uh, a lot of unique elements there, and uh, I'm, I'm sure it felt good to be down there in the locker room after the game and kind of be able to, to share the experience with the other guys, say, that game actually just happened, and, and we got to talk to three guys that were a part of the entire 65-plus minutes, not just the first uh, opening face-off there. Oh, those guys were down in the locker room, too. Uh, Hudson, uh, Tyson, Travis, Vlad, Boko was down there. We we all we all made the point, like uh, you and I at least, and 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 me to, to um, you know, a couple other folks. Like, yeah, interesting that we have a line brawl in a game that doesn't involve Boko. Boko uh, taking the night off, kind of a maintenance day on the back to back two two games, less than twenty four hours apart. No Boko. I hmm. thought that was a, thought that was a little coincidental, but uh, everybody was down in the room after the game and. Uh, Enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, being down there with uh, with the guys and uh, pulling a few aside for for interviews. You want to start with a conversation I had with Mike Carcone after the game. Mike, congratulations. Good weekend for us. Uh, you guys once again led the way, got us some big goals to, to give us the lead, to, to rally us back, and uh, we found a way to win. Yeah, uh, I think uh, every line's clicking and every line's doing their job right now and, and uh, we just got to keep rolling with it and keep doing our job and, and good things are going to happen. You and JS, just another another great game and adding Ben McCartney to the mix uh, this weekend. He's a great fit, right? Little little guy that just, just works unbelievably hard and, uh, and helped us out. Yeah, Benny's a big piece of the line. Um, you, know, you know what you're going to get with him every night. Uh, he's got a letter for a reason and that's because of his on-ice play. Uh, he works hard and he'll go through a wall for you. Uh, so, you know, playing with him is pretty predictable and, and you know what you're going to get. So uh, a lot of credit to him and, and JS is obviously skilled. He's had a lot of success in this league. So um, just working with him and trying to create some chemistry and uh, I think we're, we're starting to find it. So it's been, it's been good. We wanted to win. Two wins in 24 hours, second straight uh, second straight weekend and a different, different kind of game, but they're all different. Yeah, uh, there's going to be ups and downs, uh, you know, throughout the year and, and it's just, you know, how, how do you... You know, how do you deal with it? You know, do you come out the other side, uh, you know, stronger? Or, so um, just just kind of trying to, you know, go through those ups and downs together and and, and uh, get through it. How about our goalies, Ivan, uh, Saturday night, and, and or Ivan Friday, and then John uh, on Saturday? Yeah, they've been great. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a battle for those two. You know, they're both great goalies. They both can be starters. Um, so you know, it's, it's good to see, and they're both, uh, both doing their job and, and keeping us in games. 
final question, the 14 guys we finished with, doing it for the four guys that, that went out to start for us, right? Yeah, that's great. I haven't seen that since, like, my first year, like, six or seven years ago. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that gave us some fire. Sometimes it's pretty hard to get to get going in the second game, and, uh, you know, I don't think we had any problems with that. Uh, boys were fired up, so it was good to see. John, Mike, thanks. Yeah, thank you. And, I mean, we can talk about the performance he had in, in today's game all you want, the, the goal and two assists, factoring in on all three regulation goals for us with, you know, Cracknell's shootout goal being the fourth there technically. But uh, what a season it's already been for him. I mean, five five straight games with a point. Four of those games have been multiple points. He's, I think, the seventh player in the AHL to reach 11 points on the season. He's tied for second in assists at the conclusion of our game. I know we had some some later ones tonight, so who knows. But uh, what a what a season it's already been for Mike. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been awesome, and I'm playing with JSD and and Ben McCartney this weekend, and boy, are they just on the same page? It doesn't take a whole lot to to get on the same page with uh, JSD, does it, Jimmy? It doesn't seem. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. I think really they've got the same goal in mind, and that is uh, to get goals, whether it's JSD on the assists or Mike Carcone assisting him, however it may be, because JSD's also got uh, five straight games at the point. 11 points in six games for Mike Carcone, three points on Saturday. Ben McCartney joins the line after being hurt first uh, couple weekends, the sign of the Roadrunners from the Coyotes last week. A on his sweater immediately uh, assigned to him. He did have the A on on Saturday. Caught up with Ben McCartney as well. But but Jimmy, um, I did you hear me open uh, a can of something or other uh, yes. a few minutes ago? Okay, all right. I just wanted to point out, I am holding this up to the screen, Jimmy, because <laughs> I know what the folks are thinking. It's Saturday night and said, as they we just won four or three in a shootout. What does what does that say, Jimmy? It says Pepsi Zero Sugar. Yeah, it's Pepsi, Pepsi Max. So I'm drinking a Pepsi Max. <laughs> so uh, I know what that sound is. I've heard that sound before and uh I'm just drinking Pepsi Max here. So you, you I was see it, I was worried it was the uh, I was worried it was the the Sprite cranberry you somehow got at the Tech CU arena. We'll get to that coming up. I, this is also a can of uh, Pepsi Max. See that? This is my uh, bottle of uh, Crystal Light that I brought back from the Tech CU Arena. So yep. just just want to point out, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm drinking Pepsi Max, and I just popped a pe- Pepsi Max. That's what that was. This that's is for, that's for after the podcast. No, I, I no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I I've got another can of Pepsi Max in the mini fridge, and that should get me to uh, to the airport in uh, in the morning. Let's hear from Ben McCartney, Jimmy. Caught up with Ben McCartney after the game. Well, Ben, how about that for a shotgun start to start the season? Nice five-one win last night, and then uh, tonight was uh, was an interesting contest. We took our two points, nevertheless. Yeah, it was good. Their team motto is uh, brotherhood, and I thought out there we. He did a really good job at that, and uh, just at the start of the game, obviously those guys sticking up for each other just gave us that energy, and I'm just happy to get the four points this weekend. Yeah, loved it, loved it. How you guys stayed business as usual, and and you could tell like we were we were gonna stick up for each other. We were gonna find a way to to win that game. Exactly, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna stick up for each other every night, and that's what they're gonna have to expect when they play against the runners. And I think uh, today we did a good job with sticking with it and just uh, feeding off the energy, and we, we got the win. Man, like just just the effort, like some of the stuff that that you did, and, and Gilly's made some big saves. But we were just we were just all in. We were going going the extra mile. Of the second game in less than twenty four hours, just just trying to find a way. Exactly, like these back to backs, you got to count on everyone. And I thought everyone did a really good job throughout the lineup. Everyone did the the system real well, and then Gilly's back there was just a stud back there, and it was nice to. Nice to get that one. You were out, uh, Carcone, JSD found a couple ways to, to manufacture some goals, but, but some big goals from 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 your line and, and you guys. And we answered quickly when they took their first lead, and, and we got off to a good start when the game finally started. Yeah, when you get to play with those two guys, it makes the game a lot easier. They're both uh, really gifted, and the way they play today was just unbelievable. And I just just, just got to keep the momentum going to Calgary. How about the the way we responded? Because like it's, we've done it the first five games, but this was the first time responding when we fell behind, and it took took thirty nine seconds after they they scored three straight and, and took the lead. And very next shift, it just it lifted us up because you go into that third period down by a goal, it's just totally different. Yeah, the game's a roller coaster out there, and you just got to stick with it. Sometimes you're down, sometimes you're up. You just got to stick with the structure and just keep playing uh, and uh, being consistent. And that's a huge part of the game is just trying to be consistent out there. And it's so great to be able to get. Ben back in the lineup. I mean, the the 
spark that he provides to to this offense and to whatever line he's on as as we saw tonight a couple assists the third star of the game um great great night for him opening weekend he he didn't quite get the uh multi-point night in his third straight season opener but uh the next night after he he got the pair of assists there that were uh really essential to the win I just couldn't believe how hard the guys were working. Like we were taking, we were we were taking any puck that we wanted, and and Adam Cracknell just kind of goes up like, "Hey, what's this? Oh, it's mine now." That's that's what it looks like every time he skates up to somebody. And and Ben's a little less subtle about it. Ben will Ben will go up and just rip it away from you. Like like Adam's like, "Hey, what's that? I think I'll take it." Ben's like, you know, motors up and peels off with the puck but, but that's he was young guy it. versus veteran yeah ben was doing it too um just we taking pucks winning the 50 50 battles and and i was saying like I, I, guys guys looked exhausted didn't change the effort didn't change the plays that they were making and i'll tell you there's not too many games you you win um on a second half of back-to-back especially on the road you're up two nothing give up three straight at it's not usually the recipe for success. We talk about, you know, fastest two goals and stuff like that. Three, three straight unanswered and 39 seconds later. Oh, Hey, what's this? Oh, is that your top shelf? Yeah. I just put my puck in it. And and you could tell the guys are tired. Like you said, I mean, obviously they have to be either they're rolling three lines, five defensemen. I mean, that's not an easy task in a, in a regular game of the season. Not when you're playing the night before at night and then you've got the four o'clock the next, the next day. But even, even through overtime, just the effort of the guys like Ben McCartney, like we said, and Laurent Dauphin to really push it into the zone there and get opportunities. They outshot the Barracuda in overtime four to three, and they came really close a lot of times. Their goalie had uh, some great efforts all throughout the game, but uh, John Gillies matched it. He uh, he beat him in the shootout, and the, the Roadrunners beat the Barracuda. Yeah, goalie for for them was uh was was really good and uh Etu uh gosh Niemi uh Niemi Maka Niemi yeah Niemi oh jeez he, he was uh I don't have a box here very very professional popping right. pe- popping Pepsi Max and uh don't have a box score but yeah that was his name uh he was he was really good too John Gillies was was really good caught up with Cam Crotty after the game and and I pulled a typical Adrian Jimmy. I'm sure you can list a number of these uh, tendencies, traits. Uh, like Cam, hey, I got one question for you. Just come over. I have one question. One question, really quick, Cam. One question. One question. And I just uh, I wanted him uh, to hear that uh, first intermission on Friday when we were down one nothing. You and I talked about who's going to score the first goal, and uh, you said Mike Carcone, and then Cam Crotty scored the first goal. So I just wanted to bring that to uh, to his attention. Well, you're playing Tommy Tough Guy back at Roadrunners game night, and we're actually on the road living this. So I pulled Cam Crotty aside, told him about that. He then brought up a very valid point uh, that that pile on Jimmy, yes, but Mike Carcone, who you picked, helped uh, manufacture that goal. And of course, asked him uh, a few more questions. Third guy I caught up with after the game was Cam Crotty. So Cam, last night during the first intermission, we're down one nothing. Jimmy and I are talking. Like who's going to score that first goal? And he says Mike Carcone. And I thought I'd give you a chance to to respond to that today here on the podcast. Well, hopefully he gives me a better look next time. No, that was. Uh, I mean, Carks did a great job creating that goal. Um, you know, I'm not often uh, involved in the offense, but it's always nice in a game like that to be able to contribute. And you know, we just uh, Carks walked the puck up high. Um, you know, the D get the green light to kind of go on the backside there went down and just kind of slashed the middle. He did a great job finding my stick and trickled into the net, but uh, he made a great play. So you could almost say uh, he created that goal, but yeah, it was uh, it was nice for me. I'm always happy to, to pot one when I can, because like I said, it doesn't really happen that often. You're 100% right as I try and get you involved in a fight with me and Jimmy, but the, you're 100% right. Mike created the goal. Final question, five D-man going down the stretch for, for 60 whole minutes tonight. And you know, when, when that's the case, you dial in, and, and a lot of the time uh, you, you come together and, and find a way, and we did. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those games are uh, far and few, but, you know, every time uh, that, that happens, guys just they come together, and, uh, you know, the whole bench played short staff. We lost, you know, two or three forwards off the bat in a D-man, um, which is, you know, it's tough, but it's, it's, you know, guys showing great character off the start, sticking up for each other, and uh, it was great to see. And then, obviously, like you said, you know, 5-D is – is tough but uh you know everybody everybody hunkered down and, and got the job done um you know we started out really really well uh going up two. obviously a little bit of adversity there going down and then fighting our way back and getting it done in the shootout 
uh, it's just a great overall effort. I mean, yeah, we played short staff the, the whole way. Gillies was awesome. Um, full team effort. So it was a great weekend and kind of sweet to, to get it done in a game like that. Good job, Cam. Good job. You got, you got the scoring started. Seven straight goals for us were started by you. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, you really uh, exposed me there with that pick. But I mean, Mike Mike factored in all three of the goals tonight, and and he uh, had a multi point us- night last night as well. He usually does. He usually he, does. He usually does. It, it was an educated guess, but um, you're playing the percentages. It was a fine pick, but as close as we are with Cam Karate, I just found it hurtful. And I I just hung out with him on on Tuesday as well. I I was with uh, all four of the guys that we had at the the junior roadrunners practices. So. Uh, yeah, now you got me feeling all guilty. <laughs> you should feel you should feel guilty. So thanks to um, Mike, Ben, and Cam for catching up with us uh, on the podcast uh, after the game. Uh, talked about Carcone, 11 points in six games, five-game scoring streak, multiple points in four of the last five, McCartney, two assists. Um, yeah, Cam Crotty, uh, always a pleasure to, to talk with him. And Jimmy, because we are the Tucson Roadrunners, we're going to stay on the road. And as we said, that's why we're recording this uh, Saturday night. We're heading to Calgary, Alberta, Canada in the morning. And if you're listening to this on Sunday, we are in the air headed to Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and excited to get up there, take on the Wranglers, excited to go to the Saddle Dome. Never, never been to Calgary, never been to the Saddle Dome, uh, never been to any uh, province outside of British Columbia. So uh, can't wait. Yeah, staying with the uh, one. One NHL shared arena in the Pacific Division. If you hear uh, some sirens going by very loudly. I do hear that. That is at uh, Roadrunners Roadrunners game night back in Midtown, Tucson. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Was it Um, uh, an ambulance? Cop cars? What uh, what was it? I think ambulance heading toward uh, University Way. Toward downtown also. Gosh, we'll, we'll, we'll check what's up Tucson in just a few minutes. See if Ken has it for us. Yeah, Ken had Ken had an answer for me earlier uh, in the week there, but uh, where where were we? <laughs> we, uh, what were we what were we covering? We were talking about going to Calgary oh, in the morning. Of course, but, yes. Uh, I'll, we. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you one thing though. Uh, during the game on Saturday, I was I was getting ready to do just to be a a, a smart Alec. U of A was playing Uf, USC for homecoming on on Saturday night, head to head with us. Game was too were. close. Game was too close. Couldn't go go typical Adrian smart Alec. I couldn't I couldn't come on at any point during the game and say, and we'd like to welcome those of you listening to the University of Arizona taking on USC where it's 31 to three in the third quarter because Jed Fish and the guys uh, put up a good fight with uh, USC. So I didn't get a didn't get to drop that one in. Yeah, but never, never quite got out of hand there. I, I credit it to uh, the Gronk father being in attendance. Yeah, you uh, spotted at uh, a local Tucson establishment earlier, but. But yeah, uh, there was a lot of material that didn't make the broadcast on on Saturday night, Jimmy, because we just had our we had our own material. We had a lot of a lot of stuff there, and uh, you know, you, you read some comments from from San Jose that that they um, had post game, and and uh, yeah, it was I, th- I think the uh, the line brawl caught us caught us all off guard. Um, not exactly sure what the line brawl did to develop players for the NHL, and um, you know, help or win uh, the game. Or win the game, for that matter. Uh, but I, I guess I guess we were happy to to be to be part of it, and I think it brought our guys closer together. Like watching uh, watching that, and and you know it's a close group uh, as it is. But uh, you know we talked with with Steve before the game, uh, and and my word um, tonight was was just uh, business as usual. I think wanted to wanted to come out, go to work find a way to, to get that sweep. Um, and, uh, and the word on Friday night was, was hungry and there's just, um, you know, several different words and, and phrases you could, you could put together to describe this team right now. But, but I think, uh, Friday night was hungry and business as usual tonight and business as usual was really put to the test, uh, right off the face off there. And then the roadrunners come in and get season high 16 shots up to nothing. San Jose probably went in, did some soul searching, like, wait a minute, we just, what was Just the point did, of that? Yeah, and and so they came out and and put some stuff together, but Roadrunners didn't didn't break. Got got some big saves from from uh, John Gillies. A lot of special teams in that game. Uh, a lot of lot of lot of special teams in that game, and special teams in big situations. Roadrunners had to kill a couple penalties. One late in the second, one early in the third, in a three three game. 
Uh, you knew the power plays had even up. We got one in the final uh, two minutes. Cameron Hebig um, drew a cross check, but but five and one for the third time in four years. Six time in seven years, Jimmy. The Roadrunners have collected nine of a possible 12 points in their first six games. Good uh, good October team. And uh, five and one wanted uh, both of them this weekend and, and found a way to get that second point. Nice move there by uh, Adam Cracknell. Just typical, typical Adam Cracknell. Hey, what's that? Is that a glove on your hand? Are you a goalie? Oh, oh, I just scored on you. I just scored on you. Hey, have a great day. See ya. Oh, is that an empty net? Sure looks like it to me. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm just going to put this right there. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you you talk about it, the, the energy of the guys and, and, and the word you used was hungry. That's a word we use a lot here on, on the podcast specifically, but I think because, it's... Yeah, we talked about it on Roadrunner Forum, but we are always hungry, Jimmy. Of course. Always hungry. <laughs> but I, I think it really is... Um, a word that that best describes this team. I mean, they're they're never gonna um, give up in a game. They're they're always in any game. I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of teams you you go up two nothing, but then you surrender it. You're down three two. Now a lot of times teams will just kind of not be able to crawl back into it. They've 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 gone uh, quiet on the offense, but not our guys. Yeah. Yeah, when you're playing in a back-to-back on an afternoon game and like you go up two nothing, it, you lose momentum. It's hard to get it back. Because uh, you're tired, you've you've worked a lot. Like second game in less than 24 hours, second straight weekend, we sweep a series with two wins in less than 24 hours. But I mean, I've I've never seen a response like that ever. Like give up three unanswered after holding a two nothing lead for a while, and then all of a sudden you you go back out and tie it, and then it's it. A lot of times you see a seesaw. Okay, 30 seconds later they make it four three, and like you just right just just gathering control. And that's one thing this Roadrunners team has been able to do is, is gather control and, and keep control of games. And last night was the, the first night on Friday where they've trailed in a game. They ended up scoring five straight and ultimately seven straight on the series. And tonight they trail for 39 seconds. So first time all year, they have a lead, they lose it, they fall behind, they tie it and, and won the game in, in the shootout. So two different ways to, to win games. And uh, tonight was one of those games, uh, Jimmy, that we would describe as different, unusual, strange, unprecedented, all but, that stuff. But a couple other words you can use if you want to look at it more um, positively, which we got the win. We will. We won. Uh, you we can won. use memorable and memorable. Uh, you can use uniting. Uniting, unique unique um i mean hey you, you talk about all the guys that that ended up playing the full game they're all gassed right now but uh we gave three extra got four extra guys a maintenance day after yeah, one little fight five guys with maintenance days tonight uh heading into calgary and no practice no no ice time on sunday monday tuesday we practice in calgary wednesday we got a game against the uh the calgary wranglers so uh, the new uh, AHL affiliate of the Calgary Flames. But yeah, you could use a number of words to describe this game and as if this team needed anything to, to bring them closer together, to, to unite right. them even more. Uh, it was uh, it was a pretty good pretty good test. And man, John Gillies really, really good between the pipes. I I, I don't know. I don't, I, another thing I don't think I've seen is uh, a back-to-back where one goalie makes... 38 saves, another goalie makes 38 saves. To have them both rolling, dialed, picking up wins for the second straight weekend. Ivan's played the odds. John's played the evens. We're 5-1. and one. Well, I, uh, I felt kind of silly in Roadrunner's warm-up kind of saying, uh, yeah, John Gillies is looking to follow up on a brilliant performance by Ivan Prostatov. Like, oh, geez, what kind of pressure am I putting on him? But then he goes out and he matches it almost exactly so yeah he, i don't i was either listening or or didn't affect him yeah i don't think he's two-faced i mean i, you look I at, don't uh, think so either the nhl games he's played with new jersey with st louis with calgary he's just uh just uh, a pretty pretty cool customer he's a, he's a professional goalie and he's really really good and uh yeah and uh you know it's it's good to have two veteran goalies ivan is fourth year he's three and oh as we, we talked about, two and zero for for the fourth straight year, and and John Gillies now winning two straight, thirty eight saves, and and you look at the games the Roadrunners are, are winning, stopped twenty eight in the five three win against uh, Bakersfield last Sunday, when she really had to, you know, dial in, was seeing a lot of shots, and then today uh, didn't see much in the first, up to nothing, then then you saw San Jose come in, almost twenty shots in the second period, and. 
fell behind in a third period where, where he was totally under attack and another double digit frame where, where San Jose was, was putting pucks on net, drew some power plays. And, uh, John once again was, was, was great. And, you know, we don't need to tell, don't need to tell folks. We don't need to tell him resume speaks for itself, but just say we're happy to have him. You said it. I, I think across the board, our NHL experience showed this weekend and has, has shown this season, Mike Carcone with the, what was it? 20, 21 games around there, but it's, it's paid off. Boko Imama when he didn't have a maintenance day, uh, coincidentally, uh, John Gillies, of course, Adam Cracknell in the shootout there. We've got guys with experience that only elevate the, the younger guys around them there. And in, you know, guys like Ben McCartney, even though he does have some NHL experience there. And, um, it just from top to bottom, it's, it's, the team that works well together, they've got the cohesion and we don't play back to back games again until November 11th to 12th back at home. But you can argue for going with that one, two punch again in Calgary, Ivan and, and Gillies. Yeah. Wednesday, Friday set. And, uh, and I, I think the schedule playing out, playing out nicely here, uh, an emotional, emotional win on the Saturday game ends early. You guys can, can come back and, and go grab some dinner together and get a good night's sleep. And, uh, uh, 10:45 a.m. bus to the airport. They can get a, a good night's sleep, sleep in a nice leisurely trip to Calgary, and we're back at it Monday, Tuesday, and and back in action on on Wednesday. And uh, brought De- Devonte Stevens uh, into the lineup this weekend. Jimmy, how about Devonte? Plus 15 last year, plus 14 the year before that, huh. plus two on Saturday night, plus one on Friday. Already up to uh to a plus three. Looking great out there playing with with Cam Crotty and what, what an addition and a guy that, that wasn't the lineup for the first four games. And, you know, not by, not by his fault. You talking cliches, you say uh, a numbers game, you can only dress so many guys, but boy, did he, uh, did he uh, show us what we knew he was going to do uh, this weekend and, and great to have uh, Devonte. Yeah, that was no surprise. Got the assist in his road runners debut already at the plus three, as you said, picking up right where he left off last season with the, uh, the Abbey Canucks, and uh, I really liked his his uh, quote after Friday's game about uh, the chemistry between him and Cam Crowdy. I didn't know this; they were uh, they were roommates, but it it makes or they are roommates, but it makes sense because they were the two that came together for the first window of a uh, junior roadrunners practice on Tuesday. Yeah, it's uh, saw a little bit of a, a lot of little bit of a carpool. So it was Crowdy and Stevens and and Will Riley and, and Liam Kirk. Is that you guys head out with the uh, junior roadrunners on Tuesday? Yep, for the uh, 10 to 12 age group, I believe it was, was Cam Crowdy and Devontae Stevens in the uh, the first hour there. And uh, they were kind of running some some drills in the corners, some uh, maneuvering through cones, shooting shooting on the net, uh, some 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 good fundamental stuff there. And then uh, for the older group, I believe like the, the JV high school team kind of age group there, 15, 16, 17, uh, we had Liam Kirk and Will Riley who talked about, um, you know, uh, uh, rushes and, and, and their favorite uh, – strategies there they're a little bit more on the other uh, x's nose down by the bench at, at their practice they weren't manning the drills but i think all four of them had a had a blast yeah great to see the guys out there ivan told me he's ready to go to the next one and wants to get in his goalie gear and you know uh, hang out with the junior roadrunner so we'll be back at the tcc in a couple weeks uh out on the ice with them and and jimmy you talk about you know players like mike carconi and Devonte stevens and plus minuses Carconi a plus three tonight. Day, uh, JSD plus two. Uh, Devonte a plus two. Ben McCartney a, a plus two. How about that line with Carconi D and and Ben McCartney? Like Ben is kind of like a, a combo of uh, you know of everything you could possibly want on uh, on that line. He's he's got the skill. He's got the speed. He's got the grit. Works hard, and uh, so do those guys. And they've all three got the instincts to to get to the spot to, to be where you need to be to, to score goals. How about Mike Carcone skating down that icing and Nathan Smith in the middle of a change going down, just stopping at the net while uh, San Jose was, was just watching just uh, puck watching puck watching. I think think that would, (laughs) that would apply there. And, and Mike skates it down, hustles it and, Nathan Smith stops the net. Oh, is that an that's an open net? I'm gonna just tap I'll this take in. That. That's you're you're just on the putting green. I'm just gonna tap this in. And, tap it in. Yeah. So, but you can't can't say enough about uh, everybody really on the entire roster and and guys we're not seeing right now that that we're gonna need and and we're gonna see as we go down the stretch. Guys like Liam Kirk, 
Colin Tyson, Tyson Empey was was back in the lineup tonight. Will Riley has, has been a guy you talked about at the the junior roadrunners practice, and and you, I mean could just list list everybody, right, Jimmy? But uh, um, five and one, six time in seven years, Jimmy. Nine of a possible twelve points in the standings in the first six games. That's pretty incredible. That's seven fifty winning percentage. Five and one for the second time in three years coming into tonight. Now three times in uh, in four years and. Uh, you know, it's six games in, but every two points is is big. We're going to be looking at uh, clinching a playoff, then home ice in the first round, division championship after that. So, like every every win is absolutely huge, and to take the the two points in regulation as as the Roadrunners did. I'll be honest, you and I were both hoping for a win in regulation, just kind of chapped that we were kind of, ch- kind of chapped at the Barracuda. You and I personally, uh, yeah, but you could, you could say that. They got one of four on the weekend. So um four and oh after wins over Henderson and Iowa. Um coming back down a little bit to to reality ish after Ooh. Ontario comes to town and uh the Roadrunners come in and, and take a couple and they take uh take one point. So uh we'll give them that point and, and happy point. with our <laughs> happy with that point and our two. And I, I think the what we've seen so far this season is a testament to how the Roadrunners and Coyotes management have have built this lineup. I feel like almost if you you could you could randomly generate our lines and our pairings and still put out a competitive team and a team that could win. I mean, you've got guys that work really well together in Mike Carcone and and JSD and and we kind of saw that last year with Carcone and Matias Michelli. But sometimes that center or that third guy on the line would sometimes change. Sometimes it'd be Travis Barron. Sometimes it'd be Cameron Hebig with with JSD and Mike tonight. It was a Ben McCartney and I think those guys are are almost wild cards for us where they really can be in any spot in the lineup. Yanni Neek is like that as well. And and I, I think just that versatility and that depth, especially when you're playing only three lines and five defensemen, is is really valuable and is a big part of why Tucson was able to come away with that win tonight and four in a row now. Yeah, talk with Steve Potman. I think it was before the game on Friday. He's like, you gotta, you gotta thank our management and our ownership for allowing us to have this depth and going out and signing guys like Laurent Dauphin, who we've not brought up yet on the podcast, which is a major what happened there. Laurent uh, probably had the best scoring chances in the game tonight. Was was absolutely robbed uh, two, three times right out in front of the net. But Laurent Dauphin, JSD, Adam Cracknell. Um, Ronald Knott, Milos Kellerman, guys to add to uh, to what we've got in the system and and what we've got uh, as roadrunners uh, coming into the year. I think uh, I think the bottom line is, long story short, is we want to keep this rolling and we want to stay hungry. Stay hungry, focused Food. on business. We will we will stay hungry. Uh, we're we're always hungry. We've got plenty of food talk to get to. Um, after this uh, 4-3 shootout win, 170 combined penalty minutes in this one. Um, Jimmy, I think that's the most in uh, franchise history for, for penalty minutes. It's got to be up there. It's, it's definitely close. There was, I think, March 16th last season was pretty close to that as well as I'm, I'm trying to pull it up here and, and see if I can give you an answer but i would not be surprised in the slightest most penalty minutes game 162 this was it 162 uh december 28th 2016 at stockton so 170 penalty minutes uh team record for for most penalty minutes in uh in a game and we were we were uh there for it here's the thing though it yeah. is it is the most penalty minutes in a game for the roadrunners but it is not the most penalty minutes against. Oh, that's that's true. Stockton had 90 in that game. Um, and uh, San Jose only had 84 combined penalty minutes. Uh, it does uh, does beat that with the Roadrunners 86 previous high, 72 and uh, 162 combined the previous high. So 170 here. Let's go back to that box score, Jimmy. We gotta find this. Uh, you you go ahead because I'm I'm looking something up because I'm very curious about that game in 2016 with Stockton. I want to see if I'm correct. Yes, I am. The opposing goalie in that game was John Gillies. Oh, that's a good call. That's uh, that's being on your toes. Yeah, Wednesday night, 
right after Christmas. Uh, Roadrunners beat Stockton, four to one. Gillies was in goal. Laurenta fan scored two. Christian Fisher, Connor Garland, Michael Bunting, all had points. In fact, it was a three-point night for Christian Fisher. How about that? Um, There's the connections. That's that Laurenta fan, number one star of the game. Uh, December twenty eighth, twenty sixteen. The previous most penalty minutes in Tucson Roadrunners history, 162. All right, so what did we have here? We just had a mess. Didn't have anything uh, at the beginning of the game. It wasn't until late in the first intermission where things got, I think, fully finalized and and were able to be uh, entered in. And then they had the end of the first period to, to sort out after that. Yeah, um, back to December 28, 2016. Laurenta fan, the number one star of the game with two goals. Got called for holding 115 into, oh, I'm sorry, 115. There was no penalties in the first period of that game on December 28, 2016, Jimmy. No penalties in the entire first period. And then Lorenzo. You play a clean gets, first period and then you and then you finish with the most penalty minutes in Roadrunners history combined. Lorenzo fan got a hold at 115. And then uh, things really went crazy. 1140 of the third. So. This is what we had. Um, Whoa, some some big names getting uh, unsportsmanlike yeah. conducts and, and misconducts here in the in the third period. That was oh wow, that was yeah. when um, things everything, really everything was fine until eleven uh, forty into the third period. Uh, Connor Garland a fight and a game misconduct for a secondary altercation. Dakota Mermis game misconduct secondary altercation, um, and then uh, yeah that's. Uh, that was that was pretty much it. It was just uh, mayhem at eleven forty of the third period. Yeah, multiple guys finishing with seventeen penalty minutes on the night. Dakota Mermis with fifteen on the Stockton side. Guys with seventeen. Guys with fifteen. We had a guy with with twelve, and then you know just you know regular minor minor penalties sprinkled in there. It was on the road too. It was in Stockton. Yeah, in uh, Stockton Wednesday after Christmas. John Gillies in goal for the Stockton Heat. So, yeah, some connections there. Top fan, number one star, Christian Fisher, three points. Connor Garland, Michael Bunting, each with uh, each with assists on the uh, game-winning goal uh, or uh, on the fourth goal of the night. That was a fun trip down uh, memory lane. I'm not lane. done. I'm not at, done. Okay, Check hold this on. out. Check hold this on. out. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Looking at this box score, it doesn't look like as big of a disaster as ours from from this game like just a lot of, just a, i would i would have i would have i would have said this game looking at this box compared to our box tonight it had a lot more um tonight this just kind of got all out of hand all at once and then it settled so start down. to finish yeah this was 11 40 the third period and really nothing before or after all right um you've you've got more yeah get this so the official length of tonight's game, yes, two hours and thirty-three minutes. Uh huh. The official length of that game in Stockton on December twenty-eighth, twenty sixteen, two hours and thirty-four minutes. Took him one more minute. Little, little more organized in San Jose tonight, I think, huh? Yeah, I mean, we were able to corral things back in uh, quicker, and that was even with the uh, with the shootout too. Yeah, yeah, no. Here, here's another thing about this uh, game that uh, that we just uh, underwent in San Jose. At one point, power plays were five three Barracuda, which I just thought was a little skewed. I thought it was a little off, but I mean, I, we we said they'd end up kind of even, and they did at at five to four. But yeah, most penalty minutes in team history in a hockey game tonight, 170, shattering the previous record from the first season, December 28th. 2016 in Stockton where John Gillies was in goal. Laurentoff fan was the number one star of the game with two goals. Christian Fisher had three points. Connor Garland and Michael Bunting each uh, each got in on it as well. And then Connor Garland got kicked out of the game along with uh, Dakota. And uh, yeah, it only took uh, six more years to have a, a repeat performance like that one, didn't, but uh, a memorable one tonight. I didn't see it coming, Jimmy. Did not see. Um, I, I don't just, think the I, players did either. I, yeah, I don't think the Tucson Roadrunners saw 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 covered what uh, what happened. And uh, interesting quote from uh, Derek Pouliot from from San Jose. I, I I think that that one's kind of relevant. Share that with us. Yeah, I mean, we talk about 
scrolling Twitter, this one made me stop uh, right in my tracks here if I can now find it. Uh, basically, he was saying that uh, it caught him off guard. Got him off guard. He was the it only one of the he, he was the only one in the San Jose starting lineup who was not uh, disqualified. Yeah, they uh, they must have forgot to tell him. Him and him and Ronald not were the only two in that Ronald, starting ten. Ronald was into it though. He was going at it too. Yeah, he. I guess he got away with it just because maybe it, that would have been a bad look if if all five of our guys and then one of their guys got to stay. Yeah. That would have been a five-minute fighting major for fighting nobody, and they would have been on a five-minute power play to start the game. So, so, so I guess. But yeah, Derek Pouliot saying he didn't get the memo basically of what was going to happen before the game, and he uh, he owes the guys more next time. Yeah, next time. When's the next time we play them? Uh, get this, Jimmy. We play San Jose six times between this weekend and December 4th. So we're going to see him in Tucson in three weeks, November 19th and 20th. Then we're going to come back here December 3rd and 4th. You think they'll uh, remember this game? I, I think we'll remember this game. We won the game is 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 the most important thing. We did say it was uh, it was memorable. I think uh, we'll, it was... we'll still remember this one by the time we play them again. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's the recap on... On Saturday night, and Jimmy, you were alluding to this earlier before we went down uh, the wormhole for uh, the most penalty minutes in a game, which we found tonight, um, defeating the record of December 28th of uh, 2016. But uh, we're always hungry. Always hungry. Do you want to start else, with... There's someone else I can think of that that's also always hungry that, uh, that we uh, saw in Tucson this weekend. Homecoming, U of A, Rob Gronkowski officially went to EG's for the first time, and he got something that looks kind of blue. Uh, got a got a blue uh, got a blue EG's a Tucson uh, Tucson favorite. He made it through his whole time at U of A without going to an EG's. Have you ever been to EG's? Like twice. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've never been to an EG's. I've been at events where they've had kind of the slushy stuff from EG's, but uh, yeah, I've heard they have crinkle cut fries, which I uh, which I like. So I'm uh, I, I'd be interested. I think sometimes you can get them with like uh, bacon on them too, bacon and cheese, bacon and oh, ranch, yeah. something like that. So they they've got yeah. some some combinations with that. But I think Gronk went with the uh, the classic there, the EG, like you mentioned. Yeah, he got an EG in in town for. Uh, for homecoming and great to see uh great to see uh our hero rob gronkowski uh in tucson yeah and hey they, they kept it close with a, a very good team in usc so we'll take it speaking of football i'm watching one of his former teammates tom brady on thursday night jimmy um and there's there's an ad that keeps uh keeps showing up for a new product that pizza hut has um called uh their new uh their new melts which looks like a couple of pieces of pizza slapped on top of each other and i thought man that looks that looks pretty good they have melts in four different flavors pepperoni lovers buffalo chicken chicken bacon parmesan meat lovers and uh they're available have you seen those commercials i don't think i've seen those commercials because i'm i'm usually watching on on the roku so i don't get like like uh like national uh commercials or, or like the cable ones you know what i mean i i get uh i basically get all political ads like we talked about last oh, that's what it, podcast. that's whatever that's what everybody's getting yeah that's not a roku thing but yeah I, I was watching it i was in the hotel room here and i'm like what are those and so i googled it got on twitter found them the thing about the pizza hut melts jimmy they are their um build is a solo option they are for me, not we. It says in the press release. Makes sense. I mean, it it looks like a like a pizza quesadilla. Yeah, it uh, it, uh, it looks really good. I'm like, I gotta I gotta get in on that. And there's also a promotion. Pizza Hut wants to encourage customers to go solo and promise not to share their melts by signing an MDA, a melts disclosure agreement, to now share uh, images of the new melts, uh, eating it for a chance to win a uh, hundred bucks. I don't Promo think that'll be too much of an issue for us. Promo goes through Halloween. We'd love it. We'd love some. We could order it right now. I could uh, order it, uh, have it come to the hotel in San Jose, and you could get it at uh, Roadrunners game night. I very well could. 
That it it looked good. I like pizza. Thought it looked good. Uh, the McRib is apparently going away forever, Jimmy. I thought this story would get more pub over the weekend, and it'd be a too little, too late. But didn't hear a whole lot about it. But uh, the McRib is once again coming back for what could be the very last time. And we know how you feel about uh, these teases, Jimmy. You just don't ever uh, don't ever buy them. I don't believe them. But it sounds like this one's going out with a whimper. Maybe it's maybe it's for real. I mean, obviously. You know, what was it? Twinkies did it in 2012. What was the one we had earlier this year that I totally called? What was that? I think it was the McRib, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I don't think it was the McRib. It, it was, was, it was, it was something oh like gosh. it. Gosh, what was it? Yeah, I, I remember it. Um, gosh, um, was it the Twinkie? No, because that was, that was like 10 years ago oh. and they were just copying oh. it. Man, um, because the, the online, oh, the Choco Taco, the Choco Taco, Choco yes. Taco good memory and there was a there was a there was an uproar but uh yeah have you ever had a mcrib no i haven't either i don't really Uh, plan on it not 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 really my thing it debuted in kansas city in 1981 but yeah never had a mcrib and it sounds like uh we might just go without them forever i mean i've been going without them for this long (laughs) you're a you're a barbecue snob jimmy I guess I am. I gotta. I gotta have my Rudy's. What about a pasta snob? Are you a pasta snob? Not like Parker Poor is. <laughs> yeah, not like uh, not like our uh, performance coach. So it's a pasta company that uh, is in trouble um, because they're uh, they're misleading that uh, their pasta is Italian, uh, but the manufacturing plants are in Iowa and New York. Uh oh. Yeah. Looks like it looks like a problem. That's like when you 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 get a product in in bulk, you take off the made in China sticker and you slap on a made in America before you ship it out. Yeah, that's that's been uh, an issue too. The uh, company trademarked the slogan "Italy's number one brand of pasta." See, that Uh-oh. could be a little that could be a little misleading when the uh, the uh, where did where did they say their their factories were? Iowa, Iowa. Iowa? Well, here's the Iowa, thing though: Iowa, New York. If it's the number one selling pasta in Italy, even if it's not made there, you can say that it's the number one in Italy. It's just very facetious. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a self-proclaimed thing, and, and people are taking this to heart. People are getting real mad about it. We're going to have a lion brawl the next time we uh, we see that pasta in the store, I guess. I mean, I, I, I guess. I mean, it was established in 1877 in Parma, Italy, uh, where it's headquartered, but uh, I... I People people are unhappy that it's uh it's made in uh Iowa and uh New York City. Um mm. it it does say made in the USA on it. So they put that there to limit confusion and, and avoid deceit. Um and they're they're motioning to get the uh, lawsuit dismissed. Deceit. <laughs> yeah, deceit, yeah. How deceitful of them. Yeah, so uh just just a heads up. Um, the, the pasta company mentioned uh, a class action suit against King's Hawaiian that was dismissed because the court deemed that most customers realized the bread is no longer made in Hawaii. So there we go. That's, uh, that's past precedence. That's a, it's kind of a law thing. I just, I just kind of already assume that that kind of stuff isn't made where it says it is. I, I never knew that King's Hawaiian was ever made in Hawaii. Yeah, I, I that would have been one of those fake things. If you're buying grocery store pasta, like, you know what you're getting, right? Yeah. Like, so, do you want to take a pie quiz? Let's let's try it. We've got a pie quiz to test our knowledge. We are going to take it together, live on the podcast. It's one of those things. There's 15 questions. We're pressing start. All right, here we go. The world's most expensive pie with a price tag of fourteen thousand two hundred sixty dollars um, was uh, was what type of pie? A Kobe beefsteak pie, a lobster pie, a Japanese Wagyu beef filet pie, or a king crab pie? Oh, that's that's tough because there's there's two beef and two seafood ones. Yeah. Uh, what gotta was the move, first one? The the, the, uh, Co- the Kobe beef? Kobe beef. We got to move quickly. There's 15 I'll questions. go that one. Oh, jeez. Kobe. Kobe. Okay. Um, that is incorrect. The answer is Japanese Wagyu. We were on the... Almost on the on the right track. Next question: Which pie flavor was first introduced to the Thanksgiving table by pilgrims at the second holiday in 1623? Apple, blackberry, blueberry, pumpkin. Uh, blackberry. Blackberry answer is apple. Next question: oh. We're over two. 
The city of Pie Town is in which U.S. state? Massachusetts, Louisiana, Vermont, New Mexico. Vermont. Survey says New Mexico. What? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the world's largest pecan pie on record from 1999 in El Paso, Texas, weighed how many pounds? 5,045, 23,734, 41,586, or 57,233? 23,000. Say 23,000. Incorrect. 41,586. I'm 0 for 4. Okay. We are 0 for 4. We. We're cool. doing this as a team. How we. many pie, How many pies are sold each year in grocery stores according to the American Pie Council? 57 million, 12 million, 223 million, 186 million. 186 million. Jimmy, this... Oh, that's right. We got it. There we go. This pie quiz is going to be like that hockey game tonight. Like, we went into it not really knowing what to expect. Didn't have any preconceived notions and we're going to get through it. We're going to be like, holy cow, we just, uh, we've been through so much, so much together. Pumpkin pie is one of the healthier pie options, true or false? Uh, definitely false because it's my favorite. Uh, it's true. Oh, cool. It's nice. true. I'm have more yeah. pumpkin pie. Good for you. One in five Americans claim they've eaten an entire pie by themselves, true or false? One in five, true, but it's probably two in five. <laughs> it is true. Easy. We're rolling. We're rolling. In what year? Go. In what year? Approximately, are pies believed to have been created? Six thousand BC, two thousand BC, nineteen forty-six, nineteen twenty-two. Uh, four thousand BC. It's not an option. Six thousand BC, two thousand BC, oh, 1940. 2000. Um, six thousand BC. Ah, oh, geez. If you were to line up all pies sold at U.S. grocery stores in one year, they would circle the globe at least once. True or false? True. Yeah. At least like uh, three times. In the 19th century, which type of pie was common breakfast food eaten before a long day, according to the American Pie Council? Pecan pie, sweet potato pie, chicken pot pie, fruit pie? A sweet potato. We have uh, fruit pie. Oh. We okay. have five more questions. Where oh, did where did key lime pie originate? U.S. Virgin Islands, Newport Beach, California, Key West, Florida, the Bahamas. Bahamas. Um, key West, Florida. Yeah, I, could, I figured I, it was too easy. I knew that one. No, that's at, how they trick you. At one point in time, it was illegal to serve ice cream on top of cherry pie in Kansas, according to some, some sources. True or false? True. Okay. Got it. Because we, we have our whipped cream stuff. We already know. Yeah. Boston cream pie is an actual pie, not cake. True or false? Oh, false. That's going to be one of those technicalities. Yeah, you're right. Uh, roughly what percentage of Americans prefer their pie without a crust on top? 32%, 45%, 20%, 50%? 20. Uh, 32. Okay. When asked what choice of dessert Americans prefer guests bring for dinner, pie was second to cookies. The American Pie Council says true or false? False. Brownies is ahead of them too. Um, false. Yeah, you're right. Um, we got six of 15 result. It says, ouch, ouch. <laughs> well, how about that 15 question quiz on the, the roadrunners insider podcast on pie? All right. Um, final question. Tucson okay. is the fourth best city to do something, Jimmy. And we beat Phoenix. We beat Phoenix. Tucson is the fourth best city for a good night's rest. In data found through the Sleep Foundation, Tucson ranks fourth in the best city for getting sleep. Behind Virginia Beach, Virginia first, Colorado Springs is second, Lexington third, Tucson fourth, New Orleans fifth, Jacksonville sixth, Albuquerque seventh, Austin eighth, Stockton, California ninth. We've been there. Toledo tenth. Uh, Phoenix is uh, 29th on the list. San Jose 28th, I see. Yeah, San Jose's 28th, San Diego 27th. American Hockey League Pacific Division representing well. Huh. Bakersfield's 15th. Well, how about yeah. that? How about it? Yeah, that Tucson, makes sense, uh, though, because like like low light pollution. Well, well, outside of where you live, Jimmy, analysts found that Tucson have a <laughs> nightlight score of 15.72, traffic noise score of 39.55, and a health score of 74.1. So uh, you do one of three there. Yeah, besides the entire time I've, I've lived in Tucson where there's been trains, planes, or automobiles outside my window every single yeah. night, uh, the yeah. light pollution's been low. Yeah, light pollution's been low. All right, um, that's what we got, uh, Jimmy. Um, 
what else do you got for me? I, I can't believe we survived the pie quiz, to be honest. I, I can't believe we made it through. Yeah, I, and, I didn't realize I mean, there were 15 I can't, of them. I was going to give it a little bit more time. Then I was just going rapid fire like it's a family feud. Six, six out of 15, and you were guessing options that were not given, which does not surprise any of us. It happened. <laughs> it happened. It did. But uh, there, there were some I, I, I pulled out of um, nowhere to, uh, to, to get some of those, and then I missed the easy ones like, uh, like Key West. So, yeah, you know. we, uh, we're, we're hungry. We talk about it with Steve Popman all the time, and it carries into the podcast. It happens. It happened. <laughs> trying to think of uh, what else. I mean, it's, it's, it's Halloween on Monday. Do you have a costume, Adrian? Man, no, we're going to be in uh, in Calgary Monday night in uh, downtown Calgary at the hotel. So I think we're going to be missing out on the trick-or-treating. That's what we've got for, for Halloween. You? Um, I'm going to I'm going to show you one piece of it and uh, you can you can guess it. All right. OK, here it is. This is the only part of it I had to buy is this pair of glasses. Pair of glasses. Uh, yeah. Are you going to be an old man? No. Okay. What uh, are you going to be? Uh, like my uh, like my website bio, uh, my favorite TV show is Trailer Park Boys. So I'm going to be oh. uh, a makeshift uh, Bubbles. Yeah, Bubbles is great. Ah, that'll be fun. I can't wait to see pictures of this. You should have done the podcast in, in costume tonight. Well, that's where I'm going right after this. <laughs> Not cracking like... open Pepsi Maxes like yourself, but I, I've... I've uh, I've got a friend who's a, a Phillies fan. I got to go cheer him up. You've got uh, you've you've got uh, engagements after the podcast tonight. Well, I'm going to be just kicking back, like oh, ten o'clock on a Saturday night, Sports Center. Where are you? See that sound? That almost sounds like a better time. Don't sound bad, <laughs> especially after a win. Especially after a win. Exactly. Get to get to relax. But hey, that's what uh, that's what tomorrow off is for. A super lazy Sunday with uh, with no podcast. No podcast. Uh, we'll be traveling to Calgary, and you enjoy your lazy Sunday with your uh, illegal pizza, with your uh, quesadilla and uh, queso. I was already thinking about it once you showed me the Pizza Hut ones. Yeah, it's going to be a great, uh, great lazy Sunday, and we'll see. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe tomorrow will be a day I take advantage of uh, Denver Airport food court. Like uh, some good, good options there. When you, there you when go. you're you don't want to like an airport food court. You don't want to have a meal there. Like if you're going someplace to, you know. Have a great meal when you arrive, like Thursday in in San Jose. We went to uh, went to Rookies, where you and I went uh, on our lazy Sunday here. Had uh, yeah. what did I have? I had um, we did the appetizers. Oh, when you went, what did you have? We did the appetizer sampler, and then I did the um, gosh, I can't remember what I had on on Thursday night. Sweet potato fries and the meatball sandwich. Oh, uh, really, really good. That yeah. sounds pretty good. Got a complimentary peanut butter cookie here at the hotel. Had that after. Really, Ooh, really good. Stopped off, nice. the, stopped off at the 7-Eleven on the way back from uh, from from dinner and got a 12-pack of uh, Pepsi Max and a uh, two-liter bottle of Diet Pepsi to get me through the uh, three days here in, in San Jose. And one more thing to cover here. It's uh, you know Halloween's on Monday, like we said, but after that, for a lot of people, it's Christmas season. You got a, a special drink at the uh, Tech CU Arena. Oh. It's funny you bring that up, Jimmy. Yeah, I was so excited. I sent you a picture, which you did not respond to. Last year on the podcast, we talked about how you and your girlfriend just went from store to store to store to store looking for your favorite drink, which is Winter Spiced Cranberry Sprite. And you found it at Target the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And uh, I had never had it before. And they had it in the press room in San Jose tonight. So I picked up a can. I texted you a picture and you did not respond. I did. I said, no way. But you then I texted about something else. Oh, okay. So I didn't didn't see that. But yeah, um, I'll pop this open here. Going to have Jimmy's favorite. Great. Yep. More, more cans on the podcast. Yep. There yeah. we go. Live live taste test to close out the podcast. Here. Oh, it smells good. It smells great. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. Right? 100, 120, uh, 120 calories too, which is less than a usual can of uh, non-diet uh, uh, soda. Yeah, it's all right, Jimmy. Not going to offend it. Not going to say it sucks because I don't want to <laughs> offend you personally, Jim. Right. Then I'm just immediately logging off. Do not want to say anything that could be construed as negative about this Sprite. So I'm just going to say it's good so you don't get that uh, resting Jimmy face and uh, pout <laughs> the rest of the night. Well, what I what I care about is that it means that it's, it's back for another year. Yeah, I got to go find it. Yeah. So, you know me, I'm going to the press room looking for a Diet Coke. 
didn't have it, but had the uh, they were out of it. Had it had the winter winter spiced cranberry sprite. So tasted it. Um, expected it maybe it'd be a little more sweet. And that, there's your resting Jimmy face. I'm like, well, yeah. it could could be better. Well, it used to be better. They went to a new kind. It was just Sprite cranberry. Now it's Sprite like winter spiced cranberry, which is slightly worse than the original was. So oh. you you missed out on the best. Oh, I guess I did. Well, shame on me. <laughs> that's shame that's my excuse. Me. Shame on me. That was that's my excuse for it. Okay, yeah, not surprised at all that you had one. <laughs> I'll, I'll always defend it. Yeah, uh, you've got one more thing on your rundown. Halloween care package from the Peebles family. Yeah, yeah, I got uh, I got a, a phone call from that. Or no, I called them the other day and they said, uh, have you checked your mail recently? And I said, no, of course not. Why? <laughs> and they said, uh, I think they, they thought that I had a package. And I go check it out. It was uh, filled with candy. Had uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, Butterfinger, Kit Kat, Sour Patch Kids, uh, York peppermint patties, a whole big assortment. The only problem is I have to uh, split it with uh, with my girlfriend. They said half goes to her. Half goes to uh, her. Is it? Do you still have any left? Yeah, I got a, I got some left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a few Kit Kats during uh, Friday's game. Oh gosh, yeah, sounds good. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Yeah, Halloween's great. Love the candy. Love oh, yeah. candy. Love, love, love candy. And our apartment here is gated, so no one's going to come and, and and ask for any of it. It'll be great. And, oh, yeah, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking along the lines of uh, of tricks, but yeah, no one's going to come uh, trick or treating either. Just that straight. I was just thinking straight tricks with you, but uh, yeah, I guess usually. I guess you'll get no trick or treaters either. Here in here in Midtown Tucson, you never know. You've heard the things going by i think they've quieted down a little bit yeah it's uh, it's quieted down on a on a saturday night as we approach uh 10 o'clock and jimmy i think that'll uh that'll quiet things down on on the podcast post game edition happy with the win happy with the sweep happy to be five and one um ready to continue on to calgary let's do it let's keep it rolling and let's stay hungry <laughs>